Welcome to My Intermission, a podcast conversation about the transitions and changes we face in life and the strategies and approaches that support us in taking the next step in our journey. I'm your host, Colleen Stanovich. As I launched My Intermission, several people have reached out to know more about my own story. Some of them are even really close friends who are a bit taken aback by the idea that I had been struggling with so much anger and confusion, depression and self-doubt. And my response was, I know, I know that you don't know. I realized that part of why my intermission is about the inner is because it does require time with yourself to analyze and reflect and make sense. But I also know that I was reluctant to tell people and share these experiences with people, even really close friends, because I didn't want to name how low I had gotten, because overall it seemed like life should be pretty good for me, and I was somewhat ashamed that I was struggling. So on today's podcast, it's not an interview, but a self-reflection about what my intermission was all about and what I learned from it and how the tools that are part of my intermission now can be helpful for others dealing with personal change. So join me with my special guest, myself, to reflect on my intermission. So although I talk a lot about how my intermission started when I left my job and had a lot of anger and physical issues arise, I think that my intermission really began when I turned 40. Because when I turned 40, I wanted to do something to celebrate the moment and not just have a big party with lots of jokes about how I was officially old now. I had also learned from some of my female friends that 40 really could be a time of change, but I had no idea what was supposed to change. So I created a plan for 40 days that would allow me to take some action every day that would either help me reflect on my four decades of life, but also to help me take stock of where I currently was at 40, and consider some new actions and experiences that would allow me to explore my next steps and new opportunities. So my actions were everything from writing letters to people who had made a big impression on my life. I took a Thai cooking class to hone my culinary skills. I even ran four miles in service of the four decades I'd been alive. So I mapped out these actions on my calendar, one for every day, And I shared my intentions with my family and friends so they could also help me prioritize this time. And I wrote blog posts to share what I'd done. And it also helped me with accountability. And I wanted to share with others what I was learning about myself. So I went through these 40 days and it was a blast. I had so much fun reflecting and trying new things. And sometimes it was even exhausting trying to fit it all in. But in the end, I was so grateful for that experience. And then I turned 40. And I tried to keep some new experiences planned and my reflection going, but I soon found that when it wasn't a priority for that 40-day ritual, that I was falling back into old habits. I had a tough time prioritizing my own time. I had trouble committing to my own schedule to make sure I had the time for new experiences. And I found that I really didn't have that same energy for new experiences and and for who I wanted to be. So several months later, I woke up and I found myself fairly frustrated. Frustrated because I didn't have some of that new creative energy that I had had with my 40th. I found that I was looking at the world around me, questioning the role I played in it, 
my own identity, who was I really outside of the roles that I played, and then what was my larger purpose? And that, with the intersection of some of the physical struggles I had, really left me wondering, where was I supposed to be and what was my next experience supposed to be in life? And from there, things kind of got worse. So on the professional front, I had spent my whole working life working in the field of education. And it was really rewarding, and I always felt like I was contributing to others, and I could make the best use of so many of the skills that I had. But suddenly, I found myself questioning if I was really doing the right work in the world, and was I really making the difference I wanted to make in the world? And although I could still use my skills to do it, was it really fulfilling me in a creative way? In terms of the roles that I played in life, I've always loved being a mom, and I deeply appreciate my marriage, but there were days where I found myself taking care and tending to the other people in my family and having to be the scheduler and the coordinator and the driver and the chef, not to mention the cuddler and bedtime story reader that I used to really love. But I found myself with a constant to-do list buzzing my brain and feeling like even though most of my day was booked helping our family, I still didn't feel like I was doing a good job at being a mom and a wife. And physically, I found myself exhausted. Things that were usually no big deal, like emptying the dishwasher, seemed like I had to summon all my strength to do it. I was on the couch whenever I had a small break, never feeling rested and always feeling on the verge of tears. And emotionally, I I was spent too. I was like a dam holding water for too many years and I was beginning to spill over and crack. And my anger and frustration came out in ways that just were not typical for me. I yelled and I cried. I even slammed doors. And I think that what was particularly strange about this was that I usually had been someone who was a stuffer when it came to anger. When I got upset, I usually just tried to bury those emotions and move on, even if I had a a knot left in my stomach. So when all these things happened at the same time, it was just too much. I found myself questioning everything in my life and nothing felt good. And those in my immediate family encouraged me to do what I needed to do because I was unhealthy on almost every level. The thing is, during this time, I will say that I could also have almost out-of-body experiences where I could step outside of where I was in that emotion and see myself. And I saw this really fragile, unhappy, unwell person that I knew wasn't actually me. And I also learned to make peace with the fact that although I have had a lot of privilege in my life and continue to have a lot of privilege in my life, I know that I should be so grateful with what I have, but that it's also okay not to be okay that I could still be hurting and that comparing my pain to others' pain wasn't helpful and it wasn't necessary. I knew that I needed help and that was okay. So with that, I tried to step back and think about all the ways that I needed help. And I began to seek out support from therapists and from people who could help me get physically well as well as some just some time to reflect on my own. 
And that time was really difficult for me because it's always been hard for me to ask for help. But having so many people tell me that it was one, okay to ask for help and that there were some big changes that I needed to make for my own wellness, it was hard to hear. I like thinking that I can balance it all and juggle it all, but knowing that I had left myself empty and angry, I knew that things had to change. So during this process, and it was not a fast one, it was probably seven or eight months before I really felt like I had turned a major corner, I found myself changing the way that I looked at food. I found myself being more intentional with the way that I scheduled exercise and wellness for myself. I found myself in a daily journaling practice. I also took myself on a couple of solo trips and they were just an overnight or two, sometimes camping, sometimes just at a at a space away from others and just finding time to reconnect with myself. I worked with a therapist who also asked me some really good questions on the personal front and the professional front and helped me unpack some of the expectations I had for myself, both in the roles that I played and for my professional life, and asked me to really get clear on what I valued in myself and how others valued me so that I could really find purpose and ground myself back in what I was supposed to do in the world. So as a result of this work, I found myself increasingly getting more energy, both in terms of my physical energy and my creative energy. I also found that emotionally, I was getting better at naming some of my triggers I could find when I was about to get frustrated or angry. And I found myself being more proactive in naming some of those emotional needs that I had. And through that, I felt like I was emerging from this really dark cocoon and I could look back and see how far I had come and I could look ahead and still see the work that I needed to do. So what came out of this time? Well, professionally, I reflected on what I had done and where I had been in the world of education. And one of the tools that was really helpful was the Strengths Finder. And one of the strengths that came out of that for me was that I was an arranger. I loved the creativity of analyzing all the pieces that someone was facing or all the pieces of a problem and finding a strategic way to make them fit in order to move through the problem or to create something new. I also knew that I loved learning. That's why I went into education. So beyond the realm of education, I knew that I wanted to continue to help people learn and grow. And I knew that my job and my professional trajectory couldn't be my whole life. I needed some flexibility. I needed more balance. And even if that came with a change in my income. Personally, I learned some really important things about myself. I learned that I am naturally driven towards maintaining harmony. So conflict is always hard for me to step into. It's just not my instinct. So I also learned that I needed creative outlets to really feed my brain. Singing, playing music, drawing were all essential for my well-being. So knowing myself in those ways helped me recognize either when my creativity was running low and I needed to bolster that, or knowing when I was going to step into conflict, I knew that that was going to be a challenge for me. And so recognizing how to do that in a healthy way. Physically, I learned a lot more about how my body processes foods, what it likes, what it doesn't like. 
I also learned about how different exercises impact my body. So I used to be someone who pushed myself to train for a big event or to lift as much weight as I could um, to push my body to its limit. But during this time, I realized the toll that had taken that I was exhausting my body as well. And it was always running um, in a stress mode. So during this time, I learned more about how yoga and walking could help calm my body as well as my mind during this time. And along with that, meditation and journaling became key practices in my life. And whenever I was a little out of balance, both of those practices would help ground me during my day. I think overall, I just became a better listener to myself. Instead of trying to manage everyone else in my life and be there for them, I really figured out how to be there for myself. I could feel my emotions as they welled up in my body. I could feel how my body thrived or crashed with what I fed it. I could feel how my body craved movement instead of being sedentary all the time. And as I began to listen to those cues, I began to understand what things I could do that were routines and what practices I could implement when my body started to feel out of balance. So my journey's definitely not over. I'm still evolving and learning, but I have come a long way. And I know that my experience coming out of that dark time has definitely been a gift. At the time, didn't feel like it, but now I can see that. Because it's also given me a lot of strategies and approaches that have helped me during this challenging time of change. That in 2020, with all the challenges that we are facing on personal, family, societal, national levels, there's a lot. And I will say some of the strategies that I used in my intermission and some of the practices that I developed have helped me stay more grounded during this time. And that's why I started my intermission. I wanted to create a place to continue the conversation about change, to keep learning from other people who've experienced their own change on whatever level, to share strategies and resources, and mostly to make sure that others who are going through changes in their lives realize that they aren't alone. So the journals that I've created are collections of prompts and exercises that I used during my intermission. And one journal, 40 Days of 40, is a guided journey for people turning 40. So I took my 40 days and thought about what might this exploration look like for others. So each day of the 40 Days of 40 has its own prompt and a suggested action step to take. And it's really an invitation to celebrate what 40 brings in a really intentional way. It's also Perfect for right now when we are socially distancing and people may not have the big 40th celebration they wanted, you can still make your 40th a fabulous celebration of you by using that journal. The other journal, the My Intermission Journal, has two parts. A daily reflection that was really helpful for me to clue into the physical, emotional, energy levels, my overall social health on a daily basis. It, that really helped develop my sense of listening to myself and what my body, mind, heart, and energy were asking for. The second part of that journal is a deeper dive into first your own identity. Who are you in this world? What do you know about yourself? The second part is about the roles, what roles you play and how you serve in those roles as well as how they serve you. The third part is about your purpose. 
uncovering what really drives you. Where are your passions? And how can those show up? Even if it's not an enormous life change in terms of your professional life, how do you tap into your purpose and your passions on a regular basis? And the last part is about your plan. What do you want to do next? And how do you step into that? Even even if it's just planning your first step. So along with the podcast and the journals, I want to continue writing articles about my own experience, past and present, because I hope that that serves as a more honest conversation about the challenges we face in life and how we step into change in healthy and meaningful ways. And that, that's it. That's how my intermission came to be. So thanks for tuning in to my self-reflection. And like I said, next week, we'll begin the interviews with other people who have faced their own life changes and use a variety of strategies to help them and help others move effectively through the change in their lives. Thanks so much for joining me on the My Intermission podcast. Want to know more about the journals for My Intermission or 40 Days of 40? Check them out at myintermission.com. And if you're excited to hear more stories of change and the strategies to support it, make sure you subscribe and follow this podcast. Thanks for listening.